0: rhh10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world so please check their website for details. Love Your Liver is part of our hormone reset step within our Healthy Woman Healthy Runner method. Join us today to find out how and why nutrition and lifestyle can support you in loving your liver and resetting your hormones. Welcome to the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner mini series. Please join Aileen Smith and Karen Campbell, nutritionists, friends, and runners. During the mini series, we'll be spotlighting key challenges women face as they approach midlife. Women tell us that they're really uncomfortable with the way their body shape is changing and are noticing how their energy levels and running performance is suffering too. So, it's our mission to help women be in great shape bypass midlife health challenges and continue to enjoy their running. So we've designed our healthy woman, healthy runner method, and that's for the woman who requires the most time efficient and easy method to be the best she can be. During each mini episode, we'll be helping you take some easy action. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only, and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Aileen and Karen to design a personalized sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runner's Health Hub.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Karen, and I'm here today with Aileen once again. And today we're going to give you a snapshot of Love Your Liver, which we look at in the hormone reset part of the Healthy Woman Healthy Runner Method. Now, before we get into today's topic, let's have a quick refresher on what our Healthy Woman Healthy Runner Method is. Now, it's basically our step by step method, which covers getting set up for success, shaping up your body completely composition, looking at a hormone reset, which is essential, I think, for our midlife years, followed by helping you have energy for everything. And also, very importantly, eating for your running results. So that's just sort of a quick resume of what is included in the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method programme.
0: Yeah, so we've pulled um, all of our experience together of working with clients and and also our personal learning because we're midlife runners ourselves. And and we research to um, create a method which we believe is straightforward And simple to apply Uh, and we shared the method in three ways in the the mini podcast episodes which we're doing today um, we also hold free online training sessions every few months the next one is in April um, so look out for the invitation and uh, we're also offering um, a healthy woman healthy runner program which Karen just mentioned and we're going to be inviting people to join us later on this year so um Yeah, lots of different ways that we'll be sharing the method. So getting back to today's uh, topic. So I guess for most people, when we say, Uh, love your liver, you might be thinking, oh no, I'm going to have to give up my favorite glass of wine or my favorite alcoholic tipple. Um, Or maybe you're thinking about the liver in, in terms of the liver storing glycogen, which is really important for the extra energy I need when I'm out running. But there's actually so much more to liver function than just processing alcohol and storing glycogen. And an optimal liver function is key to female hormonal balance, and managing perimenopausal and menopausal symptoms um, that many of us experience in midlife. And that's really why we thought it was important to chat to you about it today. But it's also uh, one of the steps within our method.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, Aileen, the the liver does perform hundreds of different functions, including uh, metabolising alcohol, but also medication. It makes a fat soluble vitamin, so vitamin A, D, E and K. And it helps to, to safely eliminate those fat soluble toxins such as pesticides and environmental chemicals. And it also produces bile, which is vital for fat digestion. And and crucially, it plays a vital role in excreting sort of excess hormones and metabolites. And a sluggish liver could potentially become a big contributor to oestrogen dominance due to the buildup of of harmful oestrogen metabolites uh, within the system. So what we're going to cover today is um, what could be the impact of suboptimal liver function on a midlife female runner? What potentially could be congesting your liver? um, What could a midlife female runner do nutritionally to support liver health and hormone balance. And then we're going to end by looking at our top two lifestyle tips to help support or to help you support optimal liver health. So Aileen, just before we answer the first question, could you maybe please tell us a little about how the liver works?
0: Yeah, well, as we said at the start, Haran, one of the liver's key functions is to safely dispose of hormones and toxins that the body doesn't require. And to do that, the liver will pass anything it's disposing of through two detoxification pathways and they're known as phase one and phase two pathways. Um, so the phase one pathway is called oxidation uh, and that's where the liver breaks down the toxin into less harmful compo- um, sort of compounds and then it's passed path- through phase two which is called con- con- conjugation um sorry about this stumble there and uh, when when that happens the less toxic compound is added to another compound and then it's safe to be eliminated from the body via a detoxification pathway of which there are six of them so there's quite a few detox pathways and the really the reason for explaining this is when we get on to talking about which nutrients are important for each phase to work optimally you'll understand um, the reasons that we're recommending certain foods Um, and another concept to think about when you're thinking about your liver is to ensure that your liver um, isn't overloaded with toxins and that's called toxic load and um, if that's the case the liver may not be able to process all the toxins uh, and that will mean that some of them will be circulated recirculated around the body and that can lead to the hormonal imbalances and other symptoms that that we mentioned earlier
1: yeah that's great thanks Aileen I do think it's good to have some context before we move on to consider the impact of suboptimal liver function on a midlife runner so so over to you Aileen what what could be the impact of this suboptimal liver function on a runner a female runner in midlife
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think to be a great female runner, uh, someone who's energetic, injury free, enjoying the training and racing, um, it goes without saying that you have to be a healthy woman. You can't be one or the other. You've got to be both together to have best performance. Um, And I think when we hit midlife, um, you know, we do have a lot going on in our lives. Our, our responsibilities for family tends to increase. Uh, we've got work responsibilities and, and our bodies start to change as we approach perimenopause and menopause. Um, so being a healthy woman, healthy runner really requires taking a holistic look at your overall health and and adapting nutrition and lifestyle to support these hormonal changes that, that you may be experiencing. And in turn, that really underpins the health and fitness that you require for running.
1: Yeah, and I agree, Linda. I think it's always important to to bring us back, really, to the aim of all the knowledge and tips that we share, which really is to help our listeners enjoy their running via that optimal health status. That's always our aim. Yeah,
0: and I think it is important to keep emphasising that, Karen, because I know we, you know, we do move away from sometimes just talking about running, but it's like having that baseline, really good, optimal health that's going to help us enjoy our running um so, so when when women are, are in midlife and or, or even at any stage of female life you know we, we can experience hormonal symptoms um and it's always important to investigate the root causes and ask the question what's driving this hormonal imbalance um and we have talked about uh, this a lot and, and in in various different episodes, we've talked about the found, the foundations of hormonal balance and, and we think that there are four foundations which have been um, greatly researched and written about and the four foundations are optimal digestive health, optimal liver health, uh, blood sugar balance and managing stress and, and obviously today we're talking about liver function and, and what you can do to optimize that. Um, So just going back to your question, Karen, you you asked what is the impact of suboptimal liver function on the midlife female runner? Well, I would say the main impact would be this hormonal imbalance, which feeds into those perimenopause and menopausal symptoms. And it's those symptoms which disrupt our energy levels and our running performance. So things like weight gain, heavy periods, um, irregular temperature control, having hot flushes maybe having mind mood symptoms which is a bit of a catch all for you know feeling moody feeling grumpy feeling irritable maybe depressed um and also poor poor quality of sleep so i think those are the ones that are most commonly experienced and they would be the ones that would impact the most on our uh, running performance
1: yeah. And I think what, what this is saying, Aileen, is that potentially for, for, for some women, it could be suboptimal liver function that's, that's maybe underlying their, their hormonal, hormonal balance. So loving your liver is going to be an important part of, of a, a female runner's health plan. And Aileen, you talked about the toxic load on the liver. Can you tell us about what may potentially be congesting our livers?
0: you <laughs> yeah well um, I'm just going to quote something here this is I don't know where it came from but I remember it from one of our um, lectures actually mm. and uh, so I don't know whether it was the lecturer who made up this quote or whether he got it from somebody else mm. but he, he said our toxic load equals our total toxic exposure minus our ability to detoxify and exc- excrete toxins mm. so you know I think the key thing there is to think you know we live in a toxic world unfortunately so we We're exposed to lots of different toxins, Um, but it's as as important it is to minimise our exposure. It's really important that we've got the ability to detoxify and excrete. So there's two really important things there, and those two things together will equate to our toxic load. Um, So I think the easiest thing, the way to think about this is 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 having to think about the liver its role? What does it do to detoxify the compounds in our food, drinks, medication, plus all the toxins that we might be exposed to from packaging, skincare, cleaning materials, and the environmental toxins that are just around us all the time, you know, where we live, where we work, that we might not be aware of, but they're, they're having um, an impact. And, and I, I always try to imagine it's almost like I imagine all of these toxins queuing up at the liver to get in so they can be detoxified and sent off. And, and the more the liver has to do, inevitably, the liver will prioritize some toxins, some that are maybe more dangerous or more urgent than others to detoxify. And the other toxins get sent back into circulation or perhaps they're safely stored in fat until the liver's got the capacity to deal with them. Um, so that that's sort of my sort of overview of, you know, what potentially could be congesting your liver. Um, so Karen, what, what do you uh, do when you're talking to clients about, um, the starting point of reducing the, the toxic load?
1: Well, I think really sort of following on from what you have said, Aileen, it's really about choosing to do the things that are within your control. How can you reduce your toxic load by the way you live your life, how you eat, things that you use? So so when thinking about food choices, choosing fresh food and unprocessed foods and, and also unpackaged foods wherever you can, and and really by making these choices you'll be starting to minimise additives and potential toxins from the packaging as well. And then thinking about making drink choices. So thinking about choosing filtered water and minimising soft drinks as well as alcohol and caffeine is also going to support the liver and reduce that um, that liver load and then so next time you know you're thinking about buying cleaning materials as well or even personal care products think about checking the label and choose the ones that um that don't include these synthetic ke- chemicals and there is a really great website actually um called uh, wwwecw.org so that's the website and it's it's a it's a US website but it is really good at um giving you really great information about the toxic element or uh, within certain um, certain products so I would really recommend that that um, you have a look at that and, and and I have I think we need to stress here that we're not looking at um being perfect it's about setting some boundaries about how much you consume because every contribution to reducing your toxic load is going to help, so um, I really think that's a, a, that's a really key message to take away. And Aileen, moving on um, to what what may a midlife female runner do nutritionally, maybe to support liver health and and hormonal balance.
0: Yeah, well, um, thanks for all of those great points, Karen. I think it's really helpful for people to know where to start so they're not overwhelmed and, and obviously to think about you don't have to be perfect, but anything you do is gonna really help. Mm. So, you know, I think considering how you reduce your toxic load is is important. And the next step would be To think about nutrition. And and with regards to that, it's important to consider what foods and nutrients will help support the detoxification pathways so that they work optimally uh, because they need certain nutrients to do their job. Um, So, let's talk about what you can add in rather than what you have to take out. Um, And the good news is that the foods that we're going to talk about are everyday foods. So, they're, they're all things that are within everybody's um, realm that they can use. Um, so there's there's some basic things that everybody can do. So um, drinking lots of filtered water is going to help keep the toxins moving and flushed out. Um, having fibre in your in your food plan in the form of uh, fruit and vegetables and whole grains that's going to help promote regular daily bowel movements because that's one of the elimination methods to uh, get rid of these toxins. Um, but with regards to food. Um, you know that the, there's tons and tons of information i could share here but i'm just going to try to be really really practical um so the first um thing i would suggest that uh women do is aim to eat three portions of cruciferous or brassica vegetables every day so those are the kind of vegetables that You'll identify with as being things like cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, rockets, um, cauliflower, kale, um, all of those sort of green leafy brassica vegetables. And these foods contain a component called indole 3 carbonyl and also they can tell, contain something called. Sul- sulforaphane, uh, which and both of these promote detoxification of excess estrogen. So to eat them regularly every day, in whatever form you want, either you know as a vegetable in soups and casseroles, in salads, all of you know as many different ways as you can. That's going to help you. Um, thinking about making sure that you've got plenty of vitamin B rich foods in your uh, food plan because the vitamin B. Uh, of which there are a a whole range of B vitamins. They're all used in the detox processes. So having whole grains, nuts and seeds and vegetables and salads as part of your everyday diet is really going to promote detoxification. And then another thing you could do is think about when you're making a salad to include some bitter green leaves. Um, So things like rocket, frizzy, kale, endive, and and dandelion too as some suggestions. So what they do is they help promote bile production, uh, which also helps with the excretion of toxins. So those are fairly quite practical, easy things I think most people could do. Um, Karen, have you got any other suggestions that people could do nutritionally?
1: Actually, yes, Aileen. I'm just thinking about um eating foods that are rich in choline, so such as eggs and avocado, because choline is really important for supporting the methylation pathway. You said earlier, you know, there are various different pathways to detoxification and the methylation pathway is one. Um so having these choline rich foods will support that pathway and that then in turn will support clearance of oestrogen and also heavy metal toxins and um, thinking also about having eggs, onions, garlic to support the sulfation pathway. So one of the other pathways and that that again is also important in the clearance of general sex hormones um, as well as, as other hormones as well and then glutathione people might have heard of of glutathione it it is a really potent antioxidant and is really known as the master detoxifier and um, and it's made up of, of three amino acids being glutamine, glycine and cysteine. So eating an optimal amount of protein will really support the production of the, the glutathione alongside cruciferous vegetables as well, onions, garlic um, and vitamin C rich foods, which will all promote this glutathione production, um, which, like I say, is that master detoxifier. And I think you know this list of food isn't exhaustive, but but these will give you a really good foundation in in supporting the detoxification pathways. I think. And Aileen, before we move on, is there anything else you'd like to mention here?
0: Yeah, and um, I think one of the tools that uh, we use um, as part of the hormone reset is that we guide women through what i would describe as a gentle nutritional detox um using food and that's where we we lighten the load on your liver and we add in all of the key nutrients that we've mentioned um over a few days which which in a way spring cleans the liver and i think that's a vital step in in the reset and it's something that I do two to three times a year. So it's not a difficult thing to do. And it's something that really helps um, promote energy and do that hormonal reset, which um, can put us on the right path. Um, Which reminds me, um, if you would like to join our next free training about the um, Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method, um, please check out the show notes. Um, um, We've got a link at the top of the page. And if you click on there, you can save your place at the next online free training.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to see you there, and and I do agree, Aileen, that um that a nutritional detox really is often the the step that triggers lots of of positive feelings and changes in our bodies. So a great place to start. So so now we come to the time where we're going to share a couple of lifestyle tips to support optimal health with you all. So Aileen, would you like to start?
0: Yeah, sure. So what I was thinking that would be really helpful is to think about um, maybe reducing the amount of plastic that we're exposed to. Um, So what we're trying to do is avoid all environmental toxins or at least minimize them because they, they may act as something called um endocrine disrupting chemicals. And endocrine is another word for hormonal, and these endocrine disrupting chemicals act as fake hormones basically, and they can cause disruption to the natural processes um, that our body wants to go through. So potentially they can be quite harmful. And one of the ways that we can do this is reducing our exposure to plastic. Um, And I think everybody's very conscious of plastic relating to the environment, but they might not be thinking of it, of how it's affecting their own potential toxic load. Um, So the thing to think about with plastics is that Many plastics contain something called BPA, which is um, bisphenol A. And you'll find this in plastic bottles, uh, containers, wrap. And also you might have heard of something called um, phylates, which you find in cling film and PVC. So, so my tip uh, to avoid the plastic packaging is to avoid all plastic packaging on food and drink and um, and avoid um storing in plastic containers so use non-plastic containers so what i've done in, in you know my home is that i've swapped most of my plastic storage containers to glass um and i also use beeswax wrappers instead of cling film silicone bags instead of plastic now I do still have some plastic around and um, because it's not always easy to have as much glass as you want Um, but when I do use plastic containers what I do is I wash it by hand so um, if you put a a plastic container in the dishwasher the high temperatures of the water might lead to leaching of BPA Um, so I, I think you know that's the sort of it's a bit of a an approach as we were saying earlier you don't have to be perfect you don't have to die of shock if somebody gives you something wrapped in cling film but if you can do as much as you can then that's going to really help you um so karen have you got a a lifestyle tip too?
1: Well, actually, then I'm thinking uh, uh, about sweating, which is a really natural way to to get rid of toxins. And I think, as runners, we are prone to sweating, so we're potentially actually helping our bodies release toxins through the skin. And and our skin is a really important detoxification um, organ. And you could maybe consider having a sauna session or a lymphatic massage. Now, clearly, I'm thinking about this once lockdown has been lifted. You won't be able to do these lovely things at the moment, um, but you can do skin brushing um, at the moment to to support that lymphatic movement, that lymphatic system. So, it's something to co- to consider. Also, I think a good one for runners is maybe to have an Epsom salt or magnesium salt bath because the magnesium sulfate will help support the, the detox pathways. Um and that's I think that's a really easy one to, to add into your weekly routine and will also help sort of relax your muscles after you're running as well. So those would be those would be my tips, Aileen. But um but I think we're running out of time, so um I think we need to wrap up. But before we go, Aileen, could you maybe run through the key takeaways from today's episode?
0: Yeah, sure, Karen. So the the key takeaways for today are that the four foundations of hormonal balance are optimal digestive health, optimal liver health, blood sugar balance and managing stress. Uh, the one of the liver's key functions is to safely dispose of hormones and toxins that the body doesn't require. And it does that using two detoxification pathways known as phase one and phase two. Um, remember that your liver function may be compromised by toxic load. And um, our toxic load uh, is basically equals our total toxic exposure minus our ability to detoxify and excrete toxins. And when you're thinking about reducing your toxin load, choose to do things that are easy within your control. So making uh, the correct food, drink and packaging choices, as well as what personal care and cleaning products you use. Eating foods such as cruciferous vegetables, bitter greens, whole grains, nuts, seeds, eggs, avocados, onions, garlic and protein rich foods will all support detoxification and elimination of hormones. Do your best to avoid plastic packaging, swap to glass containers, beeswax wrappers and silicone bags and regularly have a sauna, do skin brushing and magnesium salt baths to promote excretion of toxins via the skin. So I think that's my top takeaways, Karen.
1: Great. Thanks so much for that, Aileen. I think there's been some very useful insights into how we can all support our liver health to ultimately minimise hormonal imbalance and symptoms, which may disrupt our running because it's all about running performance at the end of the day. So, And also just to end on everybody, remember, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today and we really hope that you found our insights useful. We've got a question for you. Would you like to know how to put our advice into practice and how to take some easy actions? If your answer is yes, then please don't miss the opportunity to sign up for our next free online training session. It's going to be on Zoom and we'll be there to share more steps in the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method with you. And most important of all, we'll be there in person. So we'll be able to answer any of your questions on the spot during the training. Karen and I absolutely love podcasting, but we love interacting with you even more. So we can't wait to meet you in our Zoom room. If you'd like to register, it's very easy. All you need to do is look out at the episode show notes, look at the top of the page and click the booking link there, and we'll send all the details to you. So if you'd like to be a healthy woman, healthy runner for many years to come, please come and join us and don't miss out on our next pre-training. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.